You're listening to Design Your Life Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Franks, founder of the Female Coaching Society and Design Your Life, travel addict and lover of all things Lux. In this podcast, I'm bringing you weekly episodes to help inspire you to design a life you love and to show you that you really can have it all. If you're ready to start a freedom-based business online, then you're in the right spot. And if you'd like more information, please visit dylnow.com. Let's get started. Episode 34. We're here, you guys. We're on episode number 34 of Design Your Life podcast. Welcome, welcome. If you're new to the podcast, let me know. Take a screenshot of your phone and tag me on Instagram at Female Coaching Society and let me know, hey, you're new to the podcast and you enjoy it. I will then give you a shout out on my own feed and share the love back to you. So today we are talking about how well do you know your ideal client? And I talk about ideal client a lot. I feel like if you do not know this particular person inside and out, then you're going to have a really difficult time making sales. You're going to have a really hard time with your marketing and drawing people to your business. I've created many courses that are revolved around ideal client and marketing to that particular person that really goes into detail about how to find that. And I know what you're thinking, you know, you want to help everybody, you want to help men and women, you want to help whoever wants your to come into your business for a plethora of different things. And that's great. And that's amazing. But unless you are Tony Robbins, unless you're Oprah, unless you're Gabby Bernstein, you cannot start out your business like that. You have to niche down and you have to get really, really specific. And we've all done the exercise. It's the first thing you're taught when you first start your business. Create an ideal client avatar. Other coaches do this many ways by literally making you choose a fake image off the internet and give that person a name. Um, this vision of your ideal client guides everything you do, okay? So having an avatar, whether or not you actually name that person and give them features and a place to live, um, like like they are a real person, regardless of if it's an, that kind of avatar, or you just make a list of things that your idle client has and believes and, and that sort of thing. But this version of your ideal client and this vision of who that is guides you to everything that you do, including your pricing. You can't charge that single mom as much as you can the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, okay? If your ideal client is um, women or, or men even in, who are just graduating college in their 20s, you cannot charge them a $6,000 package. Like you have to be realistic about things. Um, pain points, you know, mom probably isn't worried about shareholders and even the color of your logo goes into who you're going to attract and how you're going to draw this person into your business and what it is that you do. So you spend a few hours considering things like age group, income, family status, education, life goals, and location. Maybe you even write up a nice little short story about who your idle client is. This is exactly what I did when I first started out. If I was a fly on the wall, what would my ideal client be? What would they be saying to whoever it was they were at the table with? 
Um, you give them a name, maybe a couple kids, a husband who just doesn't get it, and a load of student loans, and you know quite a bit about who this person is, so you think. But you would be wrong if you stopped there. You may be missing a huge, huge piece of the puzzle and losing out on the best clients because of it. So the first thing that I want you to start considering when you're thinking about your ideal client is personality mismatch. Here's something that's rarely considered when it comes to the ideal client equation, and it's arguably the most important part, personality If you're snarky, sarcastic, fun-loving, loud, and then a quiet middle-aged mom who spends her time volunteering at the church, it's probably not a good fit for you. Sure, she might need your help and she might love your products, but for one-on-one coaching, this matchup could be a disaster if your personalities don't click. Either she will be uncomfortable with your style or you'll be miserable trying to regain your natural exuberance. And better to pass mom on to a coach who is better fit for her personality-wise, right? And I've had this happen to me before where when I first started coaching, I desperately needed a a client. So I took on um, a couple of clients who they needed my help, but personality-wise, it just wasn't there. And she would come to the call and not really talk, not really communicate, not really tell me, you know, what she was struggling with or how her week was. And she literally did none of the work that I told her to. So um, it was kind of a waste of money for her and, and a waste of time for me. The second thing, and that brings me to this point, um, is drive determines success. So this one can be difficult to calculate from the very beginning, but once you recognize it, or the lack thereof, it's worth paying attention to. The client without the drive to succeed will, more often than not, only end up frustrating you both. So better to end your relationship as soon as you see the signs of this than to waste your time going over the same material and exercises again and again with someone who simply won't do the work. And if you're hiring a business coach and you're not willing to do the work, and you're going to spend the money, and you want the dream, but you're not willing to do what it takes, you are not meant for this, my friend. So go ahead and stop while you're ahead and save yourself a lot of money and a lot of time. And I actually went through this right now. I had a girl who filled out my uh, sign-up form for a free coaching call, and I emailed her back Great. Would love to to jump on a call with you. Here are some dates and some times. Let me know what works. Weeks went by, or not a week, a few days went by, and I reached out to her again because I will send a follow-up email if I don't hear anything. And her response to me was, I never check this email. (laughs) Um... Okay, well, you want to step into being a CEO and starting a business, you got to check your emails, people. So we got that all figured out and then scheduled the call. I got the phone number. I called her and she did not answer. I called twice and she did not answer. So my point is, ladies and gentlemen, that you got to have drive. And if somebody's not going to show up to the initial call, more than likely, It's going to be like pulling teeth to get them to do the work to guide them to the success that they're wanting in the first place. So 
If you look at your current and past coaching clients, you'll begin to see patterns. You can easily look back and see what made some clients a joy to work with while others were a little bit more of a struggle. And think about what those differences are and add them to your ideal client profile. Then compare any new potential clients to this ideal client and you'll never again sign on with a less than perfect client. And, you know, I get it at the beginning. You may need to take a couple of clients to figure out who that is. But once you get a few under your belt, and it doesn't take that many to really fully step into who this ideal client is and who is it that you're meant to serve, once you do that, you are going to know without a shadow of a doubt that this is the right person for you probably even before you do jump on the call with someone because you'll be able to tell that vibe just through the emails when they reach out to you how serious they are and you know I've I find it interesting that I I jump on calls and I talk to women from all over the world and you know there are people who desperately want this and they have the opportunity right in front of them and they have just no get up and go And then I have women who live in remote places of the world who also desperately want this and they stop at nothing, nothing to make this happen for themselves. And they're they're living the dream and they're making it happen. And, you know, starting a business is a big deal. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of commitment. And I would also back to looking at yourself and who you are. you, You also need to ask yourself What kind of client are you? You know, show up in the world as the client, as the woman that you want to attract. And that will be what comes to you. So hopefully this has given you a couple of things to think about when you're thinking about your ideal client above and beyond just age and location and wants and desires. But really, how is this person going to merge into your business? And how can you... Um, market to that person and how can you keep drawing in that person time and time again versus continuously attracting people who aren't serious and are pretty much wasting your time. If you love this podcast, please be sure to subscribe. Leave me a comment. Let me know. You can head on over to the show notes. There's some wonderful freebies over there. I will put the link to the website in the show notes so you can go check that out and grab up all the freebies. So I will see you next time on Design Your Life Podcast. This episode of Design Your Life Podcast is brought to you by the Female Coaching Society, a monthly membership site for women who are coaches, consultants, or service-based industries online, who are ready to launch, grow, and scale their business. You can learn more by going to www.femalecoachingsociety.com.